We ask you this a thousand times every Sunday, but who's excited to be in church this weekend? Ethan, are you excited to be in church? All right, just making sure. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, call him out. Love you, man. Ethan just moved here from North Central. This has nothing to do with the message. Uh, he just moved here. He's Ben's brother, Ben Cruz's brother, and uh, he's going to North Central, and we love you, and uh, we love your whole family. And uh, anyways, happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, why, man, why are you guys in church? God is good. Praise God. Come on. This is feedback time all the time. All the time. God is good. Hey, can we have fun in church? Church is not to be endured. A a great pastor said it's not to be endured, but it's to be enjoyed. And so let's enjoy church today. Uh, I didn't mean to insult you. I'm glad you're here. This is Labor Day weekend and the room is full. And that is why we're adding a fourth service. So we're going 9, 10, 15, 11, 30, and 5, September 17th. And also this hasn't been announced yet. We're going to announce it is that um, next weekend, Go Kids is moving into the lower level and we, we, we put over $10,000 into doing some upgrades for the kids to make the family experience at Minneapolis much better. And so next weekend, oh yeah, give it up for the kids and the, and the workers, the volunteers that make kids happen. Incredible. And so yeah, next weekend uh, is going to be just amazing. And then the weekend after that, we're going to four services. It's going to be wild. Uh, today, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk for the next uh, 18 minutes. Uh, it'll probably be 25 minutes. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but we'll get you, we'll get you to lunch. Uh, today, there are tw- 21 services happening across River Valley. 21 services this weekend across River Valley at all eight of our campuses. And this is so cool. We've got 21 individual communicators, which is amazing. And so uh, one more time, can we honor Ben uh, for preaching at 930? Just amazing. And uh, tonight... Tonight, our worship pastor, Ben Cruz, is preaching, and it's going to be amazing. And uh, they, they were able to, earlier this week, share what God had put on their heart for our campus and, uh, and for our city, really. And uh, tonight's going to be incredible, and so I'm excited. I'll be sitting in the front row just cheering you on. Amazing. Taking notes. Uh, we're going to John, 10, John, John chapter 10. If you brought your Bible, John chapter 10. And uh, before we go into that, just kind of explain uh, where we're headed a little bit. There are, there are uh, seven metaphorical statements, I am statements from Jesus in the book of John. Uh, Jesus is saying, I am, I am. Jesus came from heaven to earth and he's got to declare who he is. He's trying to paint a clear picture of who he is. And, and so he's using some, some absolute things, some, some real things like I am the son of God, but he's also saying some metaphorical statements and there's the seven I am statements. And we're going to focus on one of them today. Uh, but the, here's the seven. Anybody heard Jesus say, I am the bread of life. Anybody heard that? The bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. I I think in the kingdom of God, hunger works opposite. So, so we're talking about bread. Hunger is opposite. Uh, If you want to get physically hungry, skip one meal and you'll be like, man, I'm just, I'm just starving. Don't eat for a day. And you'll just be, you'll be so hungry. But, but in the kingdom of God, it works the exact opposite that when you eat of God, that sounds super creepy if you're new to church, but when you spend time in the word of God, when you spend time praying, talking to God, you're, you're eating it in and you're becoming more hungry. I don't know how it works like that, but there's something in the supernatural that the physical things of our life are opposite to the kingdom of God. Let's skip some meals and now we're starving. Let's not skip out on the word of God, spending time with God and think that we're going to be more hungry. We need to take it in. We may need to make the tough decision saying today I'm waking up, I'm spending time with God. And in that day after day, after day, after day, you'll find yourself the bread of life. You'll get more and more hungry for the bread of life. That's the first I am statement. The second one is I am the light of the world. 
He's got to paint this clear picture because people aren't fully getting it. They don't understand. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he also says that we are called to be the light of the world. That when Jesus Christ lives inside of us, we are called to be the light in the dark. The third one is, I am the door of the sheep. What? I am the door of the sheep. And uh, some of you guys said, said the same thing. What does that mean? Today we're talking about that. The fourth one is, I am the good shepherd, which is a part of the same passage. The fifth one, I am the resurrection and the life. That when you give your life to Jesus, you go from a dead person to an alive person. Jesus raises you from the dead because in the midst of our sin, we are dead in our trespasses, in our sin, but because of Christ, he resurrects us, but he also gives us life abundantly here on earth. Not just eternal life after, after our lives here, but he gives us abundant life here, blessed life here, protected life here, provided life here, comforted life here. This is our God. The resurrection and the life. The sixth one, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We end every service saying that scripture before we give an opportunity for people to meet Jesus. And today you're gonna have that opportunity. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the seventh one is I am the true vine. That's in John 15. And he's talking about the fact that he is the source. I'm the vine. We are the branches. Anyone who abides in me and I in him, he's talking about the fruit that you're gonna be able to see in your life being connected to the true vine. These are the I am statements. Anybody at John 10, you there yet? Somebody forgot to look it up. Okay, John 10, verses seven through 11. And it says, so Jesus again said to them, and he's trying to paint this picture. We're focusing on the door of the sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, here it is. I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come, I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. Today, as you're taking notes, uh, the title of this message is simply The Door. You write that down, The Door. We're talking about Jesus is the door. Let's pray together, and then we're going to dive in. Jesus, we thank you for your presence here. I'm, I'm really grateful for the time of singing and worship that we just had, and your presence so powerful and tangible, Lord. You are, the song was saying, you are good, you are good. I just pray that that statement would never get old to us, that that would never become just a routine thing, but we would understand, God, that you are good through thick and thin, through everything that we face, you are good, Lord. And we, today we're focusing on the fact that you are the door. And I pray that you would show us, give us new revelation of what that means to us in our life and how we can apply it. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said. Amen. Uh, talking about doors today, Ben, again, Ben Hoare just preached a great message talking about doors and door. There's different doorways that you'll walk up to and you have different feelings about different doors. You know, like, like he was talking about the principal's office and he got, he was like the good dude he got called to the principal's office. And he was like, I never want to go through that door again. I never want to experience that door again. And, uh, and he called me out during his message that I had uh, probably had more trips to the principal's office than him. And so we're going to talk about that later today. And so if you guys could be praying for Ben, um, he needs your prayer. No, I'm just kidding. It's all good. 
D- different doors give you different feelings. Have you ever thought about, you probably never thought about this because as the, this week, my, my mind goes in a weird place. Have you ever thought about the language uh, around doors, like different doors, like when you're, when you're coming and going through doorways and, and the different language that it had, like, like, hey, come on in, come on, get, a, get in here, come on in here, or get out of here, get, get out of here, you know? Like this is the, 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 oh, hey, open the door, open the door. Leave it cracked, just leave the door cracked. Just shut the door, shut the door, come on, come on. Anybody with me? The language behind doors. This is interactive, so let's be, let's be alive. Walk through the door. Uh, why are you here? That's language through the door. Or come on in. I've been expecting you. Get on in here. It's amazing. We'd love to see you. Uh, how about this one? Don't let the door hit you. Oh, man, I'm glad somebody didn't say where the good Lord split you because don't let the door hit you on the way out. I'm, I'm happy about the response. That was great. Amazing. Growing up, I've got two brothers, and I've got a younger sister as well. And um, growing up, me and my older brother, we, we were in the basement of our house, and uh, we, we actually didn't have doors. And so my dad is in the room, not going to point him out, but he didn't give us doors. We had, we had blankets pinned up over our door frames. And I thought, I thought this is because they just didn't make finishing the basement a priority, or the funds were a little thin or something like that. But as soon as we moved out, they put doors up on the bedrooms, and I'm thinking, and man, is there some type of lesson in here? Like they just didn't want me to have that much privacy or whatever. And uh, so now I look at it as a father and I'm thinking, maybe I'm gonna do the same thing. Just so you can't slam a door, uh, a blanket, you know, like, get out of here, I'm sick of this. It's like flows shut. Ah. Never had a door growing up. We just had blankets. Um, my daughter does have a door though. She's two years old. And um, she slams the door on me every day. So let me explain that. She, lo- she does love me. But uh, every night, this is every night. So uh, Kaylee, will, my wife Kaylee, she'll, she'll put Adley down for bed. She'll rock her. Um, and and uh, right before she rocks her and puts her in her bed and all that, you know, I'm kind of helping out with the, doing the best I can. You know, I'm just a dad. I'm, you know, just, this is my first kid. I'm doing the best I can. And, um, and, and, uh, I'll say, okay, Adley, time, to, time for mom to hold you and rock you. It's time for bed. And uh, I'll, I'll shut the light off. I'll shut the door. And she's like, no, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. So every night she's like, I, I want to do it. And so I'm like, okay. And, I, and I'll come outside of her door. And this is the door frame. And, um, I, and I, she, she'll be there. And, and uh, she turns the light off. And then I'm just like, I, I love you. you know. And she's about to shut the door. And then she'll give me uh, what she calls a true love's kiss. And any parents out there, this is like your dream of all dreams. Like amazing. My two-year-old daughter will say, okay, now it's time for a true love's kiss. And she'll hold out her hand like this. I don't know where she learned this. She, um, she, she'll hold out her hand and put it right under my chin chin and just hold my chin and she'll slowly bring it in just like this. And I get a true love's kiss every night. And it's like, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Adley, I love you so much. And she slams the door. And no lie, I'm sitting like this and the door slams every night, like just looking at a door. I love you too, Adley. Thanks a lot. Language, language around doors. This is crazy. The title is The Door. Let me, let me give you point one. I already said it. Uh, this is, this is uh, if you grew up in church, this might feel basic to you. 
Uh, but as I was writing this message, somebody needs this word today. Somebody needs to know that point number one, that Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. And uh, I, I said earlier, like, what does that even mean? It's in the context of Jesus being a shepherd. I don't know why I'm out of breath after that story. I just did two squats and <laughs> sweating. We read John 10, 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He's talking about in the context of being a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. That's one of the other I am statements, but he's saying, I am the door of the sheep. And uh, in the research that I was doing this week, because I'm not a shepherd. My dad's not a shepherd. I don't know many farmers or anything like that. I just went to the state fair, favorite place of all time. But so I saw some sheep. And um, in my research this week, uh, shepherds out in the fields, especially back in the day in Jesus' time, out in the fields, they would have these flocks. So it's one person for a whole bunch of sheep and they'd just be out, just out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's, it's, it can be dangerous out there. Some of you guys remember the stories of, of David. He had to kill a lion. He had to kill a bear protecting his sheep. It can be dangerous out there. And so uh, the, the shepherds, they, if they could, they would find rocks. They would find a bunch of stones. And they would, they would build up this little fortress, this little corral, this little pen for their sheep. And at, 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 when the sun would start to go down, he would corral all of the sheep and, and get them into this safe, safe zone, this where rocks were surrounded and there would be one entrance to this place. So just think of, of, of like a, just basically just a square or a circle or whatever type of creativity that Shepard wanted to do. It could have been a star. If, I mean, that would have been a lot of work, but uh, just this corral with one open door. And uh, Jesus said, I am the door to the sheep. And the shepherds, this is what it means. The shepherd, he would have... At every single night, he would have got all the sheep into this safe zone, into the corral, and he would have laid down at the door. He would have laid down at the door to protect the sheep uh, from anything that would want to get in and, and also protect the sheep from getting out. So he would, he would lay at the door. And this, was, this is just a beautiful picture when, he, when Jesus is saying, I'm the door of the sheep. And we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of God. And even if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, you are still a son or a daughter because you have been, been created by God. God created you. So you are, get ready, you are God's sheep. Anybody offended by it? All right, we're all together, great. We are God's sheep. We are his sheep and he is the good shepherd of our lives. And God wants to protect us. Let me read this for you. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Psalms 121, 5 through 8 says, The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Some of you guys need a new picture of who God is in your life. God is the door for the sheep. God, Jesus is the door and the door for your protection. Some of you guys think that everything is coming against me. Everything is falling on me. The, the weight of life. Uh, ben was talking brilliantly about anxiety. That, that, that we, Anxiety is like this contagious thing now where everybody's got anxiety. Everybody's got worry. Everybody's having sleepless nights. Everybody is just trying 
trying to figure this out, yet God is our protector. And in the midst of our worry, we need to remember that God is at the door, that nothing can come in or go out if it wasn't for the permission of our God, that God is our protector. He will take care of us both day, both night, through thick and thin, everything that we have or we don't have, that God is your protector. Let's get a better picture that God will take care of us. Jesus is the door. The second, the second reason this is important is not just for our protection, but somebody needs a new picture of who God is in your life. And that's because the shepherd needs to get a good count. Have you heard the story of, of the, the lost sheep? The shepherd, he had a hundred sheep and the one goes astray. And so he gets his sheep in the corral and he counts them up and he gets to 99 and one's missing. And the good shepherd says, and he goes to the mountains and he finds that one lost sheep. The shepherd needs to be at the door. He is the door so that he can get a good count. And some of you feel anonymous in life. You feel like nobody sees you. You feel like nobody knows what you're going through. You feel lost. You feel alone. There's people in here and you feel hopeless. There's people here. You had the the worst week of your life earlier this week. And you're thinking, what am I going to do? And you need to know that God sees you. He knows you and he's counting you as one of his children. He's, he's counting you. Where are you? And he's keeping just, he, he's taking a list. He's checking it twice. I don't know why I thought of that. God is keeping count of where you're at in life. He sees you, he knows you, and he cares about you. Just like the lost sheep, if you're here, and again, you've never given your life to Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he's counting who's coming in and who's not there yet, and he sees you as not there yet, and he's coming after you. It's not on you. A good leader pursues the the lost person. A good leader goes after those that are lost and Jesus is pursuing you. He's coming after you and he will not stop until the air is out of your lungs because he cares about you. Jesus is the door. He's the door for your protection and he's the door to remind you that your life counts, that he is counting you and he cares about you. John 10, 14 through 16 It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. There's people here today and you're gonna be added to the kingdom of God because God is speaking to you on the inside, not because somebody is, is crafting a message and, or somebody's pressuring you or somebody's twisting your arm, but because God has the power to speak to you on the inside. If you would crack the door of your heart open, God will begin to speak to you and say, yes, you are broken. Yes, you have fallen short, but the cross of Jesus Christ is powerful enough to resurrect you and bring you new life. There's people here, you are gonna be added to his sheepfold. You're gonna be added to as a child of God. And I'm praying that God would be speaking even in these moments right now, that he'd be speaking to your heart. So number one, Jesus is the door. The second one, Jesus is the only door. Point number one, Jesus is the door. Point number two, Jesus is the only door through which we must be saved. We live in a culture and in a world that says it's inclusivism. That's a word. I looked it up. That says, just find your truth. Find your truth. 
Find your truth. It's all good. This is tolerance. So we live in a culture of tolerance. Just tolerate. This is just find your truth. If, if you're going after this religion or that thing or that whatever, it's all leading to God. It's all leading the same thing. We, we don't believe that. We believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And there's people here where you've been chasing something else. You've been looking for something else. And today, I believe that God can speak to your heart. Again, not out of pressure or not out of feeling like God is dropping the hammer on your life, but, but through this, this feeling of love and grace and mercy that's saying, I am the way. I am the way and I wanna rescue you and I wanna save you and I wanna give you hope and peace that you've never experienced before. Jesus is the only way. There's a pastor, his name's Sam Rodriguez. And I just heard this story recently and he posted on his Facebook, uh, his Facebook account. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way. And uh, he, the, the way he set that up saying, I, I made this provocative statement on Facebook, like the worst thing. I probably shouldn't have done it as a pastor. I just don't know. I really stepped out on a ledge there. And he said, I posted, Jesus is the only way. And he said the, the, the lashback of, of that post, he started getting death threats to his family. He started getting hate mail. He started, and, his, and it was like, what is happening? And, and he was preaching at, it's what, what's called the general council of the assemblies of God in front of, in front of thousands of people uh, in, in the room, as well as live streaming over a hundred thousand people that are live streaming. And he said, just, I just want to be clear. I, you know, I just got to be clear because I didn't know that it was going to be that offensive. I didn't know that. Let me be clear. He goes, we're not live streaming. Are we, are we live streaming? This is, oh, it is live streaming. Okay. In that case, where's the camera? Where's the camera? Okay. The camera right there. The camera. Can you just zoom in? Just zoom in right here on my face. Just zoom in, get it tight. And he's like looking at the screen. And he said, I just gotta be, I just gotta be clear for the world, you know, because I made the statement, Jesus is another way. And he said, he said, I believe that Jesus is the only way. He is the only truth. He's the only one that we can find life. And he started to rip it. This guy's amazing. He was just like, it was just like fire. But does anybody believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? That no one can come to the Father except for me? Does anybody believe that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us? That he, he, he's offering this gift of salvation. I don't care what you've done or where you've been or what you've thought or what you've said. You might be walking in this room feeling shame, feeling guilt, feeling, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just too far gone. I'm going to find it on my own. I'm just going to get there. But you found yourself in this room today and you've heard the truth that Jesus is the way and it's free of charge. He wants to give it. It's just the belief in your heart and the confession of your mouth. We're gonna pray a prayer in a moment that Jesus is the way and your life will be turned around. Your eternity will be turned around. Jesus is the way. The keys can come up. We're gonna close in a second. Point number three. Let me go back to point number two real quick. Jesus is the only way through which we must be saved is the exclusive statement. Whoa, he's the only way? He's the only way? Jesus is exclusive? He's not letting people in? Let me make point three real quick before anybody's like, what is happening? Point number three, this is inclusive. That every single person, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you look like, no matter who your parents were, no matter how you were raised, no matter what you've said, no matter what you thought, no matter what you've done, you take inventory of your life. Every single person, point number three, can walk through the door. Every single person is invited by Jesus to walk through the door. And he is waiting for you. He is counting on you.
And we started this message out talking about the feelings of doorways, the language of doorways. Get out of here. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Shut the door. A lot of you guys have walked through rooms like that. Or you viewed God as that because of your sin and your brokenness. And that couldn't be further from the truth. There is language around this door who is Jesus Christ. There is a feeling around this door who is Jesus Christ. And some of us have framed it wrong. Some of us have been taught wrong. God is not the God that is waiting to drop the hammer on your life. He is waiting to lift your head. He is waiting to take the shame on his shoulders because he's already paid for it. It's already taken care of. You just have to receive this gift. He wants to lift you up and he wants to give you life. Let me read these scriptures. And this is true and we're closing. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. John 6, 37. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Isaiah 1, verse 18. Come now. Let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. In Revelation 22, one of the last verses in the whole Bible, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. Point number one, Jesus is the door. He is your protector and he's counting you. He knows where you're at and he is chasing after you. For those that have never given your life to the Lord, he is chasing after you in this moment. Second point, he's the only door. There is no other way to be saved. Not every road leads to salvation. Not every road leads to the one true God. The road and the door is through Jesus Christ. And the third thing, every single person, every single person, which means you are welcome and invited to walk through the door. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. We're gonna get out of here. Maybe you're here and you identify with just this feeling of guilt or shame or brokenness or even, even the feeling of running. You, do, you, you, you don't even want God. Yet in this moment, you feel a stirring on the inside saying, today's your day. This is the moment. This is the truth. Let me rescue you. Let me change your life. That is the voice of God. So I'd like to give anybody here an opportunity who's never given their life to Jesus. Right now is your moment. Maybe you're here and again, you've been running from God, but you were raised the right way. You, you know the right way to go, but you've been running because you've been, been trying to figure it out on your own. And today you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. Today's your day. This is what we're going to do. I'm not going to have you stand up or, or come, come forward or anything like that, but I'm going to count to three. And as a way for you to declare by yourself saying, today's my day. I want to give my life to Jesus with heads bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if you want to give your life to Jesus saying, I believe this, I want to give my life to him. I want to receive the gift of salvation. When I say three, lift your hand in the air. 
and then you can put it right back down. And we're all going to pray a prayer together. One, Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Two, when you make this decision, you're a brand new creation. The Bible says that the old is gone and the new has come. If you're ready for something new in this place, three, lift your hand in the air. Today's your day. Amazing, 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 amazing. Yes, lift your hand in the air and you can put it back down. Today's your day. Today's your day. Yes, amazing. Anybody else saying, today's my day. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm never turning back. You can put your hands down. Church, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. And today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. Church, let's stand up. Let's celebrate those that are giving their lives to Jesus Christ. Amazing. Come on, celebrate it like you mean it. Let's never be lazy about it. Lives are being changed. Eternities are being changed. You are being made new. We've got some prayer team members that are coming down forward that would love to pray over any need. And we can have some staff over on this side even praying for any need in the room. But listen, if you gave your life to Jesus, we've got a free gift for you. This this is a Bible, also a a little booklet. It's called Now What? Uh, Now What? How do I do this? How do I walk with Christ? How do I, uh, what what does it all mean? This is gonna help you. It's just one resource. We'd love to give it to you as a gift for free. The prayer team members will have it. Also, you can get it at the Welcome Center on your way out. Please take it. Also, if you didn't make that decision, but you want a Bible, or you want this resource, just take it. It's free. Anybody can take it. It's all good, T- please. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so grateful to be a part of a generous church. I'm grateful to be a part of a church that's passionate about the presence of God, about, um, about yeah, just, just being authentic, open and honest. And uh, anybody grateful to be a part of that type of church that you don't have to clean yourself up before you walk in. You get to present yourself as you are. And Jesus is the one that's in the business of changing lives. He is the one that's in, in the business of transforming lives. And uh, so I'm excited. The last announcement I'll say before we go out is uh, tonight, 6 p.m., Ben Cruz is preaching. It's going to be amazing. So don't miss it. That's all I've got. I love you. Have a great week serving the Lord. We'll see you back next week.